Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to preseason week number two of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and sitting across from me once again, Dairyfield School Boys Lacrosse Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again. Joe, good to be back. Week two. Hard to, uh, I guess, hard to believe, but also happy to be uh, almost ready to start the season here. Absolutely, uh, great weather so far. We're again recording this at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. Uh, you can send us questions for an upcoming show by emailing nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, the show is available Thursday mornings at nh-highschoolsports.com and also on iTunes. Uh, for those of you who have signed up for our special uh, lacrosse membership, a big, big thank you. Uh, your support helps, uh, keep us, helps us keep doing what we're doing. Excuse me. And for those of you who have not signed up yet, uh, you've got until the end of the day on Friday, April 5th, to do so. Uh, just go to nh-highschoolsports.com, click on the membership tab at the top of the page, and sign up. And for those of you who might be interested, uh, we're looking for sponsors for the podcast. Uh, if you enjoy listening to the show and have a business you'd like to promote, shoot us an email at nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. All right, now that we got that all out of the way, and hopefully my tongue is untied here, I flubbed a little bit of that. Uh, we are, after last week, you know, we, we took a look at all three of the boys' divisions. Uh, this week, we're going to take a closer look at uh, what we might uh, come to expect from the girls' side of things in lacrosse this year. And, uh, I mean, why not start with Division One? I? I think similar, you know, Joe, similar to the, the boys' preview we did last week, a ton of just really good lacrosse going on in the state right now. The growth of the girls' game has exploded. I would argue, uh, you know, as much success as we've seen on the boys' side for recruiting, uh, the girls' side in New Hampshire is arguably even more successful. Uh, just a ton of really talented girls coming out to play this year, not only in Division One but across the board, two, three, um, really deep in every division this year. You know, and the thing I think, um, you know, looking through these teams, um, I know you were talking to coaches, um, you know, through texts and emails and all that. I've been doing the same and, you know, looking over rosters and just all that stuff. And the thing that kind of stands out to me is it's really tough to, I think, look at, at any of the three divisions and say that team there is the team that's going to win it all. I think maybe the closest to that, and the only reason I say this is because I saw them scrimmage on Monday, was is Portsmouth in Division Two might be a team that I look at and, you know, they've won the last two titles there. Um and I, you know, I guess they looked really good on Monday against uh, Bishop Girton, who's the defending D1 champ, uh, and has a lot back. You know, maybe I'm, maybe added, I'm jumping the gun. Added yeah, some, and added, added some yeah. really good talent too. Um, but other than that, I think this is this year for the girls. It is pretty wide open. Uh, you know, of course, there's definitely you know tiers of teams. You know, I think in Division One, Division One specifically. And why don't we we start there? You know, I think you've got three teams that are kind of at the front of the pack, Bishop Girton, Pinkerton, Bedford. Um, you know, and then there's that, that second tier. That maybe maybe Sauhegan, Merrimack, a little bit on the outside. Nashua Na South yeah. looks like they've got some mm -hmm. got some talent there, especially they've got some younger talent that have come in. Uh, Londonderry's um, got a few good kids back as well. Um, you know, not, it, those teams may be a, a, a good step behind those other three, but I think – you know, the, the competition level is going to be 
a little better than maybe what we've seen in the past. I think the other neat thing is that the listeners will hear is that as we go through some of these lists, you're going to recognize a lot of the last names. It's become a, a sort of a family game in New Hampshire where brothers and sisters are playing and uh, you know the same same names or same last names are going to be showing up in box scores throughout the season. And that year. is very, very true. It's uh, There have been many kids this year where I've looked at, at, at rosters and names and been like, oh, there's another one of these kids or, or there's, you know, Yep. The, this many siblings on the team, or or you've got a couple of a boy and a girl who are playing at the same time, uh, certain schools. I think um, you know. Why don't we start with last year's champs, uh, BG? Um, you know, they uh, graduated. I think four seniors from last year's championship team, which you know bodes pretty well for for their chances again this year. But it may even be as much as they are very senior heavy they've also got some pretty good underclassmen too yeah you know as you said they 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 did graduate some talent but they they brought in um you know two freshmen two impact freshmen i think that'll play right away riley bouvier and uh nat kutu but then you know i think even even if they were a little bit inexperienced inexperienced they've got a, a tremendous defense there with maddie keaton uh emily sant um sorry uh abby hayhurst emma emma anderson and sydney todd all coming back on defense they're really strong defense and they may need that at times. They, they've got a very talented uh, freshman netminder in McKenna Riki who I've had the pleasure of working with uh, through goalie clinics and through the Tomahawks. She's going to be great, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a freshman stepping in net and uh, may need a little time there. But she's going to be bolstered by a really, really good defense there. Um, so I, I like what they, they bring back there. And it's hard not to put them at the top based on how many girls they have returning um, and, and the strong defense they have around it. You know, you say that, and I also look at, um, you know, what, what Pinkerton has on their roster coming back. And, I mean, they're just as I, – I think if, if you were to look at, at, at BG last year and the way their roster was com comprised, and it's very comparable to what Pinkerton is this year. Pinkerton has some good seniors, but the strength of their team, I think, is that junior class. Um, just some, you know, really good kids there. Uh, Lauren Lazowskis, uh, Matty Dazel, uh, Lily Ozier. Um, you there's know, one of the, there's one of those last names. Another one, yeah, there. another one of those names. Um, you know, they are a, a team that looks like it's pretty loaded. Um, Offensively, I think they're going to be very good. Zoe Howe is another talented uh, attacker for them, um, and they've got a, a really good goaltender in Lauren Sweeney, another last name that we recognize. Um, uh, Justine Doyle, who plays both both defense and midfield for them, they're they're going to make a strong push. And 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 Coach Daziel always has them really well disciplined. They run great sets, um, so they they should be right in the mix. It's always funny, like every year, I feel like we we look at these these top three to four teams in Division One, and it all comes down to their schedule. You know, like how how many times did they play each other? They're all, you know, half the time the the four seed can be just as good as the one seed, or even even finish slightly on the outside, and then. You know, so you're getting some really good quarterfinal and semifinal matchups in D1. And Pinkerton, Pinkerton and BG have, I would say, two of the tougher schedules in the division. Pinkerton's got, you know, they're, they're the division teams, plus they play Andover out of state. They've also got uh, Portsmouth, Hanover, Winniconnet, and Wyndham on their schedule this year from Division Two. So potentially, I mean, that's a potential Final Four. In, in Division Two this year that they're going to be playing, you know, and then BG plays a, a couple out of state games. Uh, they've got Chelmsford, Cohasset, Westford, Andover, um, all very good teams out of Mass. Uh, so you know that uh, you're right that that does sometimes take effect. You know, you go undefeated against your your Division One opponents and then you trip could, up against be, somebody yeah, else. Yeah. It could be it could be a very interesting playoff. You could see team. You could see kind of kind of like we talked about on the boys side in, in Division One and Two the unbalanced schedules. 
uh, and then and then teams challenging themselves. We can get some interesting quarterfinal matchups there. Um, but I agree with you. I think you know the other team that we're looking at in Division One is Bedford. Um, again, really, really strong in the offensive end. Sydney Lynch, Hannah McCarthy, McKen Mackenzie McEachern, uh, Chamberlain Bell, uh, Zoe Misha. There, there's a ton of, of talent there in that offensive end for them. Yeah, I don't know if they're quite as deep as the other two teams look to be, uh, but their they're top-end talent with those first two girls you mentioned, Lynch and, and McCarthy, is, I mean, they may be two of the, the you know, five, ten best players in the state, you know, when, when, when you look at it. Yeah, and they'll, they'll get better as the season goes along. They, they'll, they'll develop kids underneath them. They just, they need to stay, like you said, they need to stay healthy and, and, uh, and stay in shape, <laughs> and, and they'll, they'll, they'll make a run there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then like, like we said, a um, couple of teams, you know, that are, um, you know, maybe just a step behind. I think Sauhegan has been a team that's been in the Final Four, won the championship two years ago. Um, certainly wouldn't surprise me if they're, you know, in there at the end, but just looking at, um, you know, what they lost and what they're returning kind of tougher. I, th I think it's going to, there's going to be maybe a few more bumps in the road for them than normal. Um, you know, they have, uh, from what I've read, they've got, you know, 23 kids out, uh, for varsity this year, which is one of their bigger teams, uh, but not, not very many seniors. How well, how well do you develop your depth? Uh, I look for them. They've got a strong netminder in Alex LeBros. I think she, she's going to be – she'll command the defense. She'll, she'll help to bring along maybe a younger, greener defense there. Uh, you know, I, I'd look for girls like O'Neal Gallinson, uh, Taylor Clark, Abigail Hawks, Savannah, Savannah Ben. Um, all of them in the offensive end, I think, can put the ball in the back of the net. So, so draws and, you know, can Alex make enough stops to get it down in the offensive end there? I would not count Sauhegan out. I think I think they can make a run towards the towards the Final Four this year. Yeah, and a couple of teams that have been kind of knocking at the door on the door the last couple of years, um, trying to get cracked that top four. Uh, Merrimack, you know, they were they they had a successful run there in Division Two, moved up to Division One a few years ago uh, with with some of the, the you know change in, in, in alignment, and um, you know have kind of steadily gotten better, but can't get past that that quarterfinal round um, the last two years they come up short played BG very well in the quarterfinals last year before ultimately falling to them this year they return a pretty good group a um, couple of, of actually they've got five girls that have committed or signed to play at the next level um, you know in the in, with the top girls being uh, Mel Hutchinson Aaron Ortega Amber Brewster and Bella Beaton um, you know I watched them scrimmage uh, against Nashua North last night for a little while um, you know, and they look they look really good for a team that I don't think has been outside too much. Um, you know, they they worked pretty well together on defense. They were able to score goals, um, look good on the draw. So I think that's a team to keep an eye out on. Yeah, I mean they're going to be strong in the defensive end. Bella, Bella and Aaron are you know a, a nice tandem as a, as a goalie and a defenseman there. Uh, and Melanie Hutchin, Hutchinson, she's she's fantastic at the midfield. So. Yeah, I mean, this could this be the year that, that Merrimack breaks through, um, you know, with, with maybe Sauhegan not being quite as strong as they were and maybe some of the other, other top teams playing really strong schedules. It might set up really well for Merrimack this year. You know, and, and the other team south, um, you know, I think they're, they're, they've been building quite a, a bit over there. Um, you know, and it looks like I think this is one of the years where it's going to start to finally pay off for them. They've gotten into the playoffs the last two years and again can't get past that quarterfinal round you know maybe if they're able to get into that top four or 
get a you know the fist maybe it's a, a little bit easier than having to play one of the top teams right out of the gate in the you know in the quarterfinals but they've got um you know a, a, a couple of talented seniors uh izzy bullduck uh, on defense and abby Rowe and goal um those two i think are, are are pretty good cornerstone pieces for them and then uh kirsten mcintyre uh liz she, harrington she's gonna be she's gonna be huge on attack yeah, for them this year yeah uh, and Sarah Signorello, I think, are, are, are three girls that, um, you know, not only do they seem to have some pretty good skill, but they've also got some nice size, which, you know, um, you don't always see uh, from some of the top players around here. And they've got a, they've got a really good freshman who I believe that's going to come in and make an impact in Olivia Johnson. So they have. They've done a great job with their youth program. Both, I mean, you've seen it in the boys' side. We talked last week about how good Nashua South looked on the boys' side. Um, and that, that starts with the youth program there. They're keeping kids home, and, and they're keeping them within the program and playing. They're developing athletes. So, you know, again, just like Merrimack, could this be a year where you see one of those teams that hasn't traditionally been in the Final Four maybe make finally make that jump? You know, and, and to that point about building, um, again, I was at Stellos yesterday for that the Merrimack North girls scrimmage. South was practicing before. South boys and girls were practicing beforehand. They kind of split the field in half. Um, the number of kids that were out there for both programs, I mean, impressive, right? very it's impressive. Um, I, I mean, I, it, I don't know what, how they were broken down into varsity and JV or if they were, but I mean, just the, the number of kids was something that maybe five years ago you weren't going to see. Um, and you know, the big thing with that, I think is probably coaching stability. Both have had the same coaches now for going on three. Well, Bill Monson's been the South coach for. It feels like a while, um, you know, and, but you look at the other side at, at North and they've been unfortunately been kind of churning through coaches a little bit here. Hopefully they found a little bit more stability now. Um, and but not their numbers are great, but they don't they're not terrible either. No. Um, so there's still kids that are committed to, <laughs> it's, it's to a playing large, it's over a large there. city. There's a there's a huge pool. Well, they're pool they're keeping more of those kids, I think, than maybe they maybe they used to. Yeah. You know, and I think I think a team that traditionally, you know, and they they've moved up over the years and, and they've won championships in the past in Londonderry. Um, you know, I think I think Grace Chico is going to be the leader for them at midfield. Um, but I, I think they they are definitely in that that middle pack there. But as the season goes on, um, I never count them out. They're they're a team that traditionally uh, has a great culture and and gets better as the season goes on. Um, but I, I would say those those are the top six to seven teams in in Division One this year. Oh, one on more one more I think I want to throw in there too. I, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, just because they're uh, out on the seacoast, um, Exeter. Uh, you know they look they've played the last couple of years um, just a really tough schedule. Again, playing you know Winnicott and Portsmouth out of Division Two. Um, I believe they have a couple of um, mass teams on their or out of state games on their schedule. Um, you know, and then this year they've got a couple of um, really good players. Oh, if I can find, I, I would look. <laughs> I would look for. I'd look for Ray Neal to step That's, up. Thank um, you. <laughs> there's a. They have a, a freshman Lily Lily Strokecker, um, who I think could be an impact player for them as well. Um, I, I agree with you. It was a team we were looking at last year an awful lot as the season went on. You know, kind of they, they just by strength of schedule, they, they they had some nice wins in there, and they, they built up some wins. Um, you know, I think I think they could they could potentially do the same yeah. thing again this year. You're, the right, other, you're right to mention them. In the other mix. key for them, key player for them too, Carly Pierce, who's a, been a four-year starter for them, going to Endicott next year. Um, yeah, they're them in Londonderry. I think of the last couple of years have been in a bit of the same boat where they've played really tough schedules, 
and just come up a little bit short. And, you know, they end up being uh, Exeter was, a, I think, a, the sixth seed last year somewhere. That sounds right. Uh, Londonderry was the eighth seed, um, you know, but but beat some of the teams that were ahead of them because they played such a tough schedule. So it should be interesting to see how that. Yeah, plays a couple out. other girls for to keep an eye on for Londonderry, maybe Sarah Duart and uh, Jenna Stowell, you know, two players that, uh, you know, have done well for them and uh if they're going to make the playoffs we'll, we'll look for them to step up a little bit this year um a team that um i don't know if they're going to be a playoff team um you know but they might catch uh catch a few eyes is uh or, or surprise a few raise a few eyebrows there we go those that was the phrase i was looking for um you know it could be manchester central um you know they've got a couple of girls uh riley cavanaugh who's going to roger williams uh caitlin parker going to central connecticut and, and Emma Dudley, who's uh, another returning uh, on attack, you know they they may not be a team that's ready to get into the into the postseason yet, or they might challenge for you know that that seventh and eighth spot, um, you know if if things go the right way. But I think there might be a team to you know to keep an eye on. Absolutely, um, you know for them, I think it's always it's a matter of uh, field space. You know in the city there, it's a matter of how how early can you get out on the grass? How how much field space do you have? Um, you know, and getting ready for your first couple games, um, but yeah, as the season goes on, I think I think they could they could make a run. Uh, we already mentioned them a little bit, but let's talk about Division Two. Um, like I said, I you know saw Portsmouth the other night, um, very very good, and of course two-time defending champs there um, in Division Two. Um, Coach Squire always has always has a well-disciplined group. They run great sets. Um, you know, I, I I agree with you. I think I think by virtue of the success they've had, you have to have them coming in as the favorites. Um, you know, you mentioned Hanover looks really strong this year. Winnicunit has been been strong for the past few seasons. Um, and, and, and Hollis Hollis made that run at the end of last year to get to the finals. Uh, and actually, got a chance to see them yeah. play Derryfield the other day in a great game. Um, so I, I think you're right. Those are the, probably the top four seeds there. And then maybe you're looking at like a John Stark or a Wyndham somewhere in that mix to kind of to kind of make a run and uh, potentially be a, t a top four spoiler. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Hollis Brookline returns, uh, made the final last year, um, upset one kind of in the semis. Um, they return everybody except for one player. I mean, it was a big, you know, big player that they lost in uh, CC Federer, but they bring everyone else back. Um, you know, led on defense, I think, by goalie uh, Olivia Valentine and then Caroline Smith and Dana Ulrich and, and Sydney Spear, you know, kind of lead that defense. Um, you know, and then they've got some really good uh, experienced kids in the midfield and, and Tasha White and uh, Paisley Broadhurst. So I think, you know, they're, they may not be quite at, at the, that level um, to really challenge Portsmouth because that final was a little bit one-sided, I think. Um, but they're definitely a team that's going to be in the mix and could make a, a, another run to to the, the championship game. Um, you know, Portsmouth, the one player that really stood out to me the other night was goalie uh, Grace Jackson, who, I, I mean, she's been starting for them for so long. I feel like she's been here for like five or six years. But And in, and in girls uh, lacrosse with how up and down and back and forth the game is and, and how important draws are, if you have a goaltender that, that can create saves during the game and give you more possessions, it's huge, especially in the high school game. So... Having a strong goaltender like that is is a huge advantage for them. You know, and then Hanover. Um, you know, Hanover is another team, kind of like um, you know Exeter and Londonderry were in, in D1. That's really challenged itself the last couple of years. 
and and come up on the short end of that. Uh, specifically last year, I think they might have been talent-wise a, a, a top four team, but they ended up as the I believe is the seventh seed because they played such a challenging schedule. And they may have, you know, the the best returning player in the state in, in Maddie McCorkle, who uh, you know is a junior, is already committed to Duke, um, already has 150 plus points in her career. Uh, in two years, um, just you know, it's incredible, and an outstanding athlete helped the you know the girls basketball team to a championship this year. Was I think the leading scorer in that game? So I mean, that's they're definitely a team to watch out for. And it's it's Division Two is so funny because it's so spread apart that a lot of these teams probably don't have opportunities to really scout each other <laughs> throughout the year. You're not seeing the kids play indoor against each other. You know, you you've got sort of a a Hollis uh, you know rivalry out there. Or I'm sorry, a, a Portsmouth Winnicott rivalry out there, and then you know you've got Wyndham and Hollis in the center of the state, and then you've got Hanover way up north. So um, a lot of these teams probably don't get a great opportunity to see each other too much there. So it, it makes for a really fun spring. I, I'd be able to tell you just how challenging some of the schedules are, uh, but the NHIA website has seemed to have cracked currently, out currently down right um, now, <laughs> which uh, you know hasn't been the case as much lately, but is right this moment. Um, you know, and Winnicott, uh, I think, is another, you know, they seem to be at a point with their program that they are, you know, they may lose some talented kids every year, but they are reloading. Um, of course, they, you know, this year they're going to have back the two um, McNamara twins, uh, Allie and I think it's Keelan, Kaylin, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, you know, so they're a team that, that, that really was on uh, on a path to the final last year until they, uh, hit that roadblock in ho against Hollis in the semis. Uh, and Wyndham. Wyndham is, um, you know, they were young last year. Uh, I think have a lot of great players back. Um, you know, so they're another team that... Um, you know, two yeah. teams that have really done a great job of developing their youth programs. Uh, Wyndham has always had a great youth program. They won a bunch of titles in Division Three before they moved, before they moved up. And, uh, you know, Winnicott across the board, in, you know, on their boys' side and their girls' side, the numbers for both teams are, are fantastic. Um, so, um, you know, it just goes to show, again, team, teams that are programs, towns that invest in their, in their youth programs, are, it's paying dividends in the end. How about in Division Three? What, um, you know, as much as, as we said, there's, a, there's a, um, you know, plenty of teams that can challenge here and there in the, the you know, first two divisions. Division three may be the one that's the most wide open at this point. Yeah, I think I think coming into this season, I, I'm looking at like five teams. I'm looking at, at Hopkinton, Laconia, Kearsarge, Pelham, and, and probably Dar in Dairyfield um, there as the season goes. I, I think um, I, I think most of the, the coaches that I talk to uh, are looking at Hopkinton is probably being the, the team right now to, to most keep your eye on. Um, Mia Bassett, um, Lennon Flanagan, Ellie Morale—they're all—they're all really good players for Hopkinton. Um, Laconia, obviously, you know, rich tradition has have won a bunch of titles up there. Uh, Skyler Tuxis, uh, Megan Gasper um, are going to be two really good players for them. They may not be as strong as they've been or as deep as they've been the last couple of years, but still, uh, you know, well-coached team. Um, definitely, definitely a team to look out for. Um, um, One name I want to throw throw in sure. there too for Hopkinton, Amelia Thomas, uh, I believe, is back on on defense for them. Yep. Uh, and Elizabeth Berliner, their goalie, is uh, also returning. Um, you know, those are I think probably going to be two keys because you know there's a lot of I think uh, offensively there's a lot of talent in Division Three that that 
you know, maybe gets overlooked a little bit. So, you know, those are, those will be keys too. And I think that's why a lot of coaches are looking at them as being, being a favorite coming into the season there in a, in a division that, that could go, that could go anywhere. But I think that gives them a little bit, you know, they seem a really well balanced team, mm-hmm. um, offensively and defensively there. I think, um, you know, you look at Kearsarge and they lost a lot from last year, um, but they've got some pretty good kids, uh, returning in, uh, Emily Webster, uh, Bree Von Barron, uh, and Marissa Pickman and goal. Um, you know, I, I know two years ago when they went on that championship run, you know, they they lost their goalie from that team. So for her, this is second year kind of as the one in charge of that defense. So that's gotta, that's gotta help. I know last year they, um, you know, they got off to kind of a slow start, I think, with a tough schedule and ended up as a lower seed. Two years ago, it didn't seem to matter for them. But, um, you know, I would imagine this year they're hoping to get off to, you know, to not have to go that route again. Yep. You know, I think if, if Pelham's going to make a run, I think you can. I think they're going to kind of try and build around Jill Schwab, um, you know, a standout player for them, committed to playing college. Um, you know, they, they made a nice run last year. Again, it's a team that I think uh, at times doesn't quite have the depth that other, other programs have. Um, but they, they, they should be contending for a Final Four, four spot as well. Uh, I don't know. You know and then, was, and then, who else uh, did we mention? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I think, you know, the, the school that I'm at, Dairy Field, you know, I, I, I love our girls' team. I watched them play Hollis the other day. And, again, you don't know how – both teams played it, but they came out with a with a 10-8 win against you know a team that was in the finals last year in Division Two, um, and I think it starts around uh, Lucy Licata, Olivia Strong, and Shauna Lemery is in the in the goal. Um, again, we talked about it earlier. If you have a goaltender that can that is dynamic and can make some saves, um, you know that changes the game. And, and, and Shauna Shauna's a fantastic goaltender. Um, you know, so they're going to score some goals, and as long as they can win draws. Um, you know, they've got a talented defender in Lauren McLean back on defense. Um, and they're going to get healthier, too. They've got a couple – they've got some injuries, you know. So insider info on the yeah. team right now. But they're going to get healthier. And, as the, and as they've the, been on vacation for the last two weeks. And they've been on vacation, yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, I think a team that maybe, that maybe uh, had, had, had a run and then may be rebuilding a little this year but still strong, I think they would look to bow. Um, Bo's had Bo's had some success recently, and I would look for them to be in the mix as well. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, we mentioned with the boys last week there was some shuffling of teams moving from division to division. A um, little bit of that, and on the girls' side, but not quite as much. Uh, Timberlane moved up to D one. I don't think anybody moved down from D one to D two, uh, but of course, Co Brown and Conval um, moved up. You know that changes things, and I believe Pembroke moved down to Division Three. Pembroke and Milford um, moved down to Division Three. So, a few changes there, a few schedule tweaks. Wonder if um, how that plays out. You know, uh, a team like Milford that's going into its second varsity season, um, you know, probably should be in Division Three to start out. Maybe that changes a little bit for them. Um, You know, we'll see how some of those other teams compete with moving up. Should be interesting here, though. I think absolutely um, I, I like you said I think across the board we're gonna see some really good lacrosse the spring with the number of names that we just threw out there uh, the number of talented girls it's gonna make for some really interesting uh, regular season games I'm glad to see that a lot of teams challenge themselves and they're going out of state that's always fun and um, you know it should be it should be a really really fun playoff speaking of names let's transition here uh, those of you that checked out the site on Wednesday, you'll saw that we uh, posted, or I, I just I posted the um, preseason uh, all-state watch list for the boys. 
um, probably about 65, 70 names or so of, of kids to watch out for, um, you know, potentially for all state teams at the end of the year. Uh, you know, as I mentioned on there, not everyone on that list will make an all state team. And there are some people on that list that aren't on that list that probably will. Um, those are just the players that, um, you know, from what I've seen, what I've heard from talking to coaches, what I've read about in other media outlets over the last year, um, kids that I think are at the top of the top of the food chain, I guess, in terms of, of I talent. I think as you said, Joe, you correctly, it's a watch list, right? Yes. So they Keep are players an eye to watch. Out. Yes. And uh, if you're not on that watch list, well, stand out, and you and Joe, and Joe will put you out yeah, there, right? right? You yes. Use it as fuel, fuel yeah. for yourself. Uh, the girls list will be going up or it will be up on Thursday. So you can check that out, too. Uh, you know, later this weekend, we'll have um, previews, written previews for those of you that don't like to listen to things. Uh, would much prefer to read rather than have to to listen to us, you know, yammer on for a half an hour or so. Um, we will have, of course, if you're 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 hearing this, then you already have listened to us. So I guess it really doesn't make much of a difference. Um, but we'll have written previews of all three uh, divisions, boys and girls, going up Division Three on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Uh, got a few more profiles to get out there, too, before the season starts. And, um, you know, coming up Monday, we are going to have our first uh, coaches poll of the year. Um, we'll have a, a few. Got to make sure everybody's all set on that. Um, and then starting Tuesday, the first episode of the season. Really excited, really excited to see it. We've had a great experience so far, Joe, and can't thank you enough for, for promoting us out there and uh, looking forward to see how the rest of the season turns out. Any um, uh, any other final thoughts before we go? I, I want to give uh, a quick uh, a quick uh, apology to uh, my good friend, uh, Sean Houlihan, who was nice enough last week to send me information about his team. Sean, I apologize. We forgot about you. We did not. We are, we are preparing for you. We didn't forget about you. St. Thomas is going to be very good this year. They've got some guys returning. They were a little bit young last year. This is on the boys' side. Uh, guys like Patty Vetter, uh, Brendan Tersolo, and uh, Henry Detolo on the defensive ends. Um, they are going to be a strong team. It was one that we should have mentioned last week that we didn't. Uh, and and so also so glad that that Sean is healthy and back on the sidelines here after after what he went through in the off season and just. Uh, Really thankful. So, Sean, if you're listening, if you're still listening at this point, sorry about that, buddy. And uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. He is uh, Dairy Field coach uh, Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for uh, taking the time to join me. Always a pleasure. I'm Joe Marcellina. Thanks again uh, to everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.